I'm less convinced about the environmental arguments against eating meat. I'm more convinced by the ethical reasons not to. Does it really matter? If people became accustomed to more expensive food, they'd maybe waste less, eat less, and the farmers would, would be able to make more money out of selling less. Is to think about where you're actually getting that meat from and what quality it actually is. Generally, the cheaper a meat is, cheaper something is, it generally quality is not as good. So if you buy a, I don't know, McDonald's hamburger, it's not going to be as good as a, a nice juicy homemade hamburger bought from your mm. local butchers, for example. Mm. You, meet, you meet from your local butchers, is it? Ron from Cudston's back, or was it Rod? I don't know. Anyway, we are the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast, and so thanks for stopping by. Hopefully we'll stretch your thinking, and uh, as you listen to us, explore our opinions. And we always say, our opinions in our minds are not fact. They are just passing moments of consciousness. And tomorrow, William and I might have a completely different set of opinions. Doesn't mean we're wrong, or admitting we're wrong, or admitting we're right. It's just opinion. Who is William? That sounds like a get-out clause to me, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm William Ankler. Thanks very much for being with us. Um, I, I was going to share one of my challenges, but I, it's been an interesting... One? One of my challenges, yes. Mm. I have so many. Mm. You, know, you know me so well, Stuart. Mm. Um, so what, I was going to ask you, what, 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 is, what is your current biggest challenge, Stuart? Biggest challenge, actually standing up. Uh, my knees are uh, stiff and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in a serious amount of pain. Uh, if you may have remembered, uh, Headley Thorne was sat in the listener's chair a few episodes ago and he loaned me a pair of crutches and a wheelchair. So it, I said on Facebook, it gets me working and maybe even living again. So yes. that's my challenge, physical. Uh, I, I, I've, uh, uh, they've realised it's not rheumatoid arthritis flared back up. It could be fibromyalgia, but it could be something else as well. But at the moment, I'm Im- Im- immobile. Anyway, yeah, it's well, not about me, this podcast. Well, I hope, hopefully though, that will help mm. you get to, um, to some networking, for example. Yeah, that wheelchair. Yeah, on a couple of days, we're going to even go in networking and try and yes. generate some opportunities. Anyway, the, uh, uh, the this podcast is therapy for us. It gives us space yes. to explore our, our opinions, and uh, we're looking to get more guests on. But what we like is not having guests and space to explore our own thoughts. Yes, and then it. having a guest to expand on that later. And we do like the sound of our own. Oh well, William does. If he can get, if he can get an opportunity to get his voice heard. Yes, yes, I must get my voice heard in this episode. Yeah. So we we break down the big issues into bite-sized chunks, and through actions, we try to address some of the issues we discuss. We haven't done that in a long time, but sometimes the actions are buried in the conversation and the realization. And we aim to cha- challenge beliefs, mindsets, and habits, and just visualize us as two guys sat in a pub, given an envelope with a listener question. We open the envelope and we. Go into it cold. And Ron Rod's back again from Cudston in, yeah. in Oxford. I have to say, Cudston is a beautiful village. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, yeah. Where did you hear that from? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rod from Cudston. Uh, it's, I can't do that joke anymore, can I? No, you can't. It's Ron from Cudston in Oxfordshire. It's a, yeah, it's a lovely village. I don't, <laughs> it's a lovely part of the yeah, world. Please don't go there, people. It's a, it's a beautiful part. I understand, the a pub, traffic jam. I understand the pub there is quite nice as well. What, the Bat and Boar? I wasn't going to name it because we're not mm. sponsored by the, by yeah. the pub. Anyway. There's, a, there's an interesting guy in there called, uh, he's, he's one of the drink waters. I can't think what his name is, but he can tell you some tales. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being drunk with him one night, walking home from the Bat and Ball. It's pitch black in Cudston and we had to get to Oxford. 
Yes. And he said, just walk across that field and follow the light. And uh, I, I just walked across this field, follow a light. And in the end, I got to this this tent with somebody reading a book with a, by, by, by torch. You know, I didn't get home. You know, I ended up sleeping in the tent. Anyway, that's, uh, never go to the bat and ball in the dark. What's the question? Yes, I've got an, I've got a story about Cudston anyway, but it's another 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 time because you've already told a story. Yeah. Uh, Ron's question. Or is Ron, it Rod? Ron's question. Um, I'm still enjoying your output, even if you keep calling me Rod. Keep yeah. it up. <laughs> I would like. I like the way you raise some of the little explored ideas within your recordings. Moving away from the more mainstream angles and thinking. Uh, opens you up to controversy, but a reaction is better than none, I suppose. So, my question, I'm less convinced about the environmental arguments against eating meat. I'm more convinced by the ethical reasons not to. Does it really matter? I think whatever you eat, you should always go for f- good food, and generally, the ethics will follow. Also, are farmers really better benefiting from the subsidies they receive to produce or is the consumer the one being subsidised by being able to keep buying unsustainably cheap food? Maybe if food was more costly, people would eat less and there would be less obesity. There's a lot lot packed into that, Rod. And a lot we've covered. Rod, Ron. Hot Rod. Okay, well, I think we could just yeah. move on. That's that that yeah. that is pushing the joke <laughs> too far to the point of it being yeah. ridiculous. A joke's a joke. Yes, right. it is. Yes. Right. Yeah, uh, we've spoken a lot of recently about um, farmers and fishermen aren't necessarily the ones really being subsidised. The purchaser is because because they're they're expecting access to unsustainably cheap food, and you are right, uh, Rod Ron. Um, if you <laughs> if you um, if people became accustomed to more expensive food, they'd maybe waste less, eat less, and the farmers would, would be able to make more money out of selling less. So it's, at the moment, it's just grow, grow more, grow more, grow more, grow more, and the price will just stay low. Yes, quality rather than quantity is mm. always a good thing. I come from a point of view of being a vegetarian, married mm. to a vegan. Now, if I say the word vegan, some people will get their heckles up and go, oh, my God, it's going to be somebody who's going to be frowning at me because mm. I'm eating meat. My, my wife's not like that at all. Mm. It's her own decision. She mm. made that decision based on ethical matters, mm. uh, animal cruelty method, matters in particular. So I, I am definitely in, agree, in agreement here. So I'll just read this bit. I'm less convinced about the environmental arguments against meat. I'm more convinced by the ethical reasons not to. Does it really matter? I like that question because I think you should, if you eat meat if that's your choice and uh i would i would support that choice to the end of the world um it's just not my my own personal choice and not my wife's personal choice but it's to think about where you're actually getting that meat from and what quality it actually is generally the cheaper a meat is cheaper something is it generally quality is not as good so if you buy a i don't know mcdonald's hamburger it's not going to be as good as a a nice juicy homemade hamburger bought from your mm. local butchers for example mm. you meet you meet from your local butchers is it so right. just just as always do a little bit of research into where your meat comes from yeah i think i think it is it is more you're saying ron, ron that you <laughs> did it again almost did it again there <laughs> that um ron that you're 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 more convinced by the ethical reasons yeah I, I, that's that's a good that's a good way of looking at it the ethical reasons are a really good way of looking at, at meat consumption in, in its entirety. Oh, I don't think the environmental arguments can be overlooked, though, because there's a no. huge amount of water yes, 
consume to put the meat on the plate because there's some parts of America very very dry huge amounts of water are, yes. are, are given to cattle yes beef for, cattle for the for the feed for the cattle in the first yeah, place yeah yeah and 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 but that's mass production again isn't it yeah exactly so I, I don't think you can overlook it you may you may not be convinced as 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 you are that transport might be more impactful but if you bring mm. ethics into meat production it will have an environmental benefit anyway. That's that's that was exactly the point I was going to make. Mm. Yeah. So if you think about the ethical side of things, and actually, we, we it touches on our pre- previous question from Sean in Virginia, where he was talking about you know getting getting products from from Colombia, it's going to cause more pollution, and we we pretty much said in that episode one of the conclusions I personally came to was you know try to shop as locally as possible. Um, I know, for example, of so we we go to these stocks of farmers market, don't mm. we? And mm. there are two, at least two local suppliers there who are hyper local to where you you you, you um, to the actual market is, itself. It's within thirty miles mm. of the market, so really short distance. Really you say we go to the market. We were there yesterday. Uh, we had a we had a promotional stand. Yes, of course. And we we met some met some of our our listeners. They yes. had some interesting things. That to was say. just yesterday, wasn't it? Of course yeah. it was, yes. Um Yeah, seems like a long time ago. Yeah, I think a lot of things happened, don't they, Stuart? Mm. I think that's all we can yeah. say on that. We agree with you. The uh, an action I would probably throw out there is uh, actually I've had long periods in my life where I just don't eat meat. You know, from 21, I actively went vegetarian. And the reason, and I remember sitting in the car with my mum's brother and he he was I was in the back back and he was driving. And I was sat immediately behind him. And he, I just thought, you narrow-minded uh, He said to me, oh, you don't eat meat. Oh, why, why, why don't you eat, you eat fish, though? Why don't you, what's the problem with that? And he made the assumption I was stopped eating meat at 21 through ethics. Hmm. I stopped eating meat because my mum couldn't cook and her, her meat tasted like could not. I spent twenty-one what? years of my life eating around the meat, eating and leaving it on the plate. That makes this a real. That makes this a f- explicit f- in episode. <laughs> I wasn't going to say any of those. I was going to just, you know, you just call me. A m- I didn't. I didn't. No, you did. You called your, you, you called yourself that. This yeah. is getting into a, the, the insanity, the crazy part of the episode, uh, Rod. Yeah. Yeah, um, sorry, exactly. sorry for this. We've Rock. it's kind of like it's taken over your question. Yeah. I just want to just just touch on the on this last part of the of. Oh, I didn't finish my 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 action. I'll go on then. Uh, and other parts of my life, well, I I I, I then uh, probably in my late twenties, I started eating bits and bobs of meat. Um, and now I would probably say I wouldn't say I was anything. I wouldn't say I was vegetarian, pescatarian, vegan. Mm. I eat a lot of those types of food. I eat very little meat. When I do eat meat, I try and make it the most scrumptious meat you ever did eat. Now, if you want to, re- you live in Oxfordshire. You're a poet and didn't know it. And you really want to experience a, a lovely burger. There's a place, I'm not sponsored by them, other cafes available, but there's a place called the Picnic Hamper on Monument Business Park in Chalgrove. You have one of their burgers. Uh, the baps are fantastic. Uh, that the, you can have egg with it as well. You can have bacon with it. I'm not kidding you. That is such good, man. So the action is, if you're going to eat meat or you're going to eat anything, make sure it's good. Make, make sure it's good. Make sure it's the best quality as you can get it. Um, just wanted to touch on the end of your, of your finished year anecdote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or whatever Crack your, on. Your, your, your action was. You want to get your voice heard, don't you? 
Yeah, well, yeah, I, it's very difficult to get my voice into edgeway, on edgeways on this mm. podcast sometimes. Mm. Uh, so the last bit here is also our farmers really benefiting from, this is the last part of what mm. Rod has uh, sent to us. Also, are farmers really benefiting from the subsidies they receive to produce or is the consumer the one being subsidised by being able to buy, keep buying unsustainably cheap food? I think you've always had a bit of a, you think that, you know, that we're being subsidised, not the farmers. Yeah, 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 we're being subsidised, not the farmers. The farmers receive the money, but actually they're receiving money to keep them in existence. So the, uh, you know, so the supermarkets can them into the ground to buy it mm. cheap and sell it more expensive make a good margin but still it's very very cheap the supermarket i mean interestingly up. tesco's recently that that they've said they've altered their club card discounts because uh of the, of the recession and, and and the cost of living crisis i think they have they've done that not because of the cost of living crisis because they got shareholders to pay that want to maintain their dividend and the only way they can maintain their dividend is by putting prices up actually yes. you get take less of a dividend and and you know people who are putting that dividend in your mouth are able to eat yeah the, the the tesco are removing so at the moment with the club card points you can have uh, um you can treble, triple, treble your points, for example. So we, I use it with my, but when I buy a rail card, for example. Mm. So for every pound of club card points you have, uh, you get three pounds off, off of off of whatever you're doing. So for example, like I said, uh, um, a ne- the, ra- the rail card that I get, yep. um, but that's going to be ending in June, I believe. Okay. So uh, that's in- announcement over. Yeah, that's in June. Today's the sixteenth of uh, April. What's happening on the twenty seventh of May, William? I don't know what is happening on the twenty seventh of May. The live incarnation of this podcast in front of an audience, Bothy Vineyard, ticket only, won't be recorded. Special guests, great food, good conversation, the ability to build links, and I would say we're fifty percent of the profits are going to Wild Oxfordshire. What's Wild Oxfordshire, William? Well, again, the ch- I, we. We talk about this quite a bit because it's quite an important part of this this uh, event, isn't it? Because we're yeah. like so we're raising fifty percent for this yeah. for this particular charity. Um, you know, they they themselves are seeking to create a more natural, resilient, and biodiverse Oxfordshire. Um, they collaborate with numerous individuals, communities, and organisations, um, offering expertly collected, inspiring information, uh, bespoke advice, and nature-based solutions. Very much here. Based here in Oxfordshire, where um, we're based, and and really look, trying to unlock opportunities for nature's recovery, and and what we try and do with all these live ones, we always, always fifty percent of the profits go to a local charity, environmental or something, ethical charity or something. So we, we don't just earn our living from the the uh, live events. We're making a, a contribution as well. So if you mm. want to host, uh, if you run events and for, for your group or organisation, you want to do something slightly different, offer, book us to do one of these uh, live in a, environmental debate live and unscripted. It'll be unique to you and we, we can uh, raise some money for uh, for a local charity and so you're the host we're the facilitators we get some guests in uh, but it's all about the audience it's all about interconnection it's all interactive you know if if somebody stood there talking too much 
you know, it's not. It's about them and not the audience. A name was thrown into the pot of a potential guest who I'm not going to mention. And as soon as I heard her name, so you get the gender here. As soon as I heard her name, I said, no, we're not going anywhere near that person because it's always about her. You know, and we ruled a bloke out previously because we said he's not, he'd be a great speaker, but it's too much about him. Yes, it's all about the topic, about the conversation, the audience, um, the audience, and that's what we always attempt to do here on the podcast as well. So actually, if you listen to the podcast for a decent amount of time and a long time, um, that we 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 are pretty consistent in our inconsistencies in some ways. Yeah. That. This is what you will get also as Stuart and I facilitate these. Mm. This is, yeah. you're, you're hearing exactly what you, you'd get for these yeah. these events as well. So the next episode, we're going back to Devon in England. Uh, Caroline has sent us another question. She lives in Tynmouth. Well, that, uh, that would, that, that's, it's one of those place names that if you're a non-native speaker, would would really trip you up, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, it is. So, anyway, I'm not going to say what her question is. You stop by, you have a listen to when we're, we're on next, and we'll explore Caroline's question. <laughs>